Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. I have to majors. This is Brent Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Oh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Hello. Hello. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Clear. Did you say watch out for this guy? I was, just thinking, I was just thinking that. How many times did you say that? <laughs> Apparently you, 50. Yeah. And then you said it one time, and then you got him. <laughs> oh, well, man. I mean, Darlington, it was Darlington. You, you had different. When somebody pits at Darlington, they are digging. It yeah. doesn't matter what car you are. If it, it's if, fun. It, it is fun. And honestly, it's to be in a bad car there would be really bad in my opinion because there's really sometimes there's not a lot of places to get out of the way yeah you really you really have to depend on your spot around what's coming and how fast is catching you because you can't see that well and, and the bad cars have bad drivers have bad uh, yeah. spotters yeah it's yeah. a bad storm a lot of times it is and you catch them faster than they're ready for um and they don't want to be in the way but they don't a lot of times they don't know what's coming and how fast it is no uh, um, to me, though, if the leader comes by, you know, at the end of the race, we had there was a guy that slid up in front of Brad when he was trying to catch Larson. Imagine and, that. Well, and it like, okay, there goes the leader, and then he just slides up in one and two. Like, there's not like, do you not think the rest of the field's coming? Like, yeah, hello. Um, so anyway, yeah. who, who are you, and what show is this? I am TJ. <laughs> you I just went right into it. <laughs> I am here. Well, we got the intro. I mean, yeah, I guess so. People. They down. know. Does they it say know. door bumper clear in there? Yeah. It says at the end. At the end, yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> About 15 seconds after, watch out for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you Flashbacks. still say it so well. <laughs> I'm Brett Griffin, spotter, Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, Mike Snyder, and it is Bachelorette Week Party. It is. Which there will be probably more people in her party than there will be at some other places this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a big, I you're talking about. big deal. I do. minus two days. Um, I love yeah. the co-host Casey Hames. Hi guys. Are you are you hydrating and physically preparing yourself for this? I went for a run yesterday. No, that's that- not it. <laughs> <laughs> what does that got to do with anything? Um, no, I am not hydrating, but that is a great idea. You better go to sleep early all week, just to catch up. Make sure you're ahead. Well, I try to, but Chad like races every night, so I can't go to sleep until after he races. So for the indie race, like Why? please end it at like nine, so that we can just go, go to, to bed. I can't. My brain doesn't stop. It doesn't. Oh my gosh. It doesn't stop, right? Right. It yeah. won't stop. No, I, I yeah. don't blame yeah. it. So, so there's there's a couple things. You still have two days. Yes. So so Pedialyte. Yeah, that's what I was makes thinking. Makes this new powder. Really? 
that you put in water to help you hydrate. Okay. Which is recover. I need to take notes. Or you can just mix drinks with Pedialyte. That's what a rich, famous country singer friend of mine does. He will actually do Smithworks vodka and Pedialyte. Orange Pedialyte. I've seen people mix Pedialyte with like Is Pedialyte a flavor? Yes, orange is the one he uses. Uh, There's also something on Amazon called Motive Pure. Go on there, have it shipped to your little uh, house that you're renting. And that is the best one. You wake up the next morning, you drink a Motive Pure... And you're back. Like it's you like, drink it after you're Yeah, drunk, it's these tiny after. little, it's these tiny little, like, clear, like, shots. Yeah, kind of, well, like, like a, like a And it, like, clears your hangover. It's well, a, it's amazing. I mean, it helps. It helps. Motive pure. Motive pure. Okay. Yeah. Don't get grape. You'll vomit. If you're hungover and drink that, you'll vomit. The rest of the flavors are good, though. Isn't Grape's the goal usually not good. To, like, I know. Vomit? Grape is usually good. Grape usually what is color, really good. What should I get? It's just not grape. Orange is what I like. So cherry. either way, I'm going to get sick. <laughs> Just get, you're on a bachelorette party. Get cherry. What? Uh, yeah. Get cherry. I mean, at some point this weekend, you're probably going to be hugging the toilet. My goal is to not <laughs> do that. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> it's hot in here. Do you throw up? <laughs> it just it's started. Red. Do you throw up when you drink at all? Once or twice, yeah. Oh, you're throwing up. <laughs> you're throwing up Well, then. no, if I keep drinking water. <laughs> like, if I balance oh, it yeah. out. And keep drinking water. <laughs> so if you are you the type that can throw up and then keep going? Or rally. once you throw up, rally you're done? I I'm yeah. gonna try and rally this weekend. Rallying's tough. I know. Okay, we need one really hot guy of our listener fan base. Yeah. That's gonna be in Nashville to, to raise his hand on social media and voluntarily buy you a round of drinks. They don't have to be present. They can call ahead to the bar and <laughs> yes. leave their credit card yes. and send a selfie of themselves. Done. Or follow and take pictures because and post you may them. get some great posts <laughs> later in return from these these group of girls, uh, or you can true. meet them there in person. You this can you can meet them there in person and buy them around. Yeah. Or you can. I'm just, volunteering for I'm one lo- of our lucky mouth lo- guys. Just straight up creep and follow and send pictures, tweet pictures all night. <laughs> Me or them? No, them. That would be so great. Yeah, let's let the we'll, we'll hire a videographer. <laughs> yeah, we need this guy to also be a videographer. Producer Jason, yeah, I'm gonna do this weekend. Is there not? Is there not a conference in Nashville this weekend? Oh, yeah, I could find one. Jason goes to a lot. Hey, just so the listeners know, Jason goes to a lot of conferences. Yes. So he calls them. And they correct. always end up at the beach. And always. Is there a camera on him? Yeah. Because look at that grin when you say conference. He knows. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Does not. He's exactly. sneaky, man. School started? Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah. Skipping wow. class today. My teacher was not happy that I was coming here yeah, to really? record this. Tell her it was a conference. I think you'll yeah. learn more here than <laughs> no, you No, exactly. Class. I'm glad to be here, but she was not happy. So what here. class is it? Uh, PR strategy. And PR strategy. Tell her that she needs to come to my class about PR strategy. So <laughs> so you're missing one one class. <laughs> Two classes this morning. Two classes. Yeah. But only one professor was pissed. Yeah. How many classes can you miss before they start hammering you? Uh, she said it for this one, only one. And then she'll be like, all right, going to deduct points. I'm like, all right. Wow. So Even though you're doing a job in PR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell her our public relations reach is far bigger than anything she's got yeah, going on. Yeah, I will. I'll let her know. Just yeah. don't let races rain out till Tuesday in the fall. Yeah. Does, uh, what's her name? Can we just, <laughs> no. <laughs> I might tell her though. Hey, you called her out. What's her Twitter handle? No, tell she her. does have a Twitter. I'll oh. tell you what, give me her Twitter handle and I'll, yeah. I'll help her get some right. new followers and maybe she she'll write excuse a you. note. Yeah. Saying Brett note. Yeah. Um, but on that note, I'm expecting drinks from you guys too. You, are. you may be like an indie. Well, I don't, I've been trying to get an itinerary and nobody will give me one. <laughs> yeah. We need to know. 
Okay, I'll send we, it. I can't do anything if we don't know anything. All and right. Then I felt cool. like I was part of the process when Natalie was around, and now she's in Indy. Yeah. Is she is she going to be in the bachelorette party? Of course she is. So she's not going to be in Indy at all this weekend. She'll be there for the Wednesday race thing. And we can just go through match. Natalie. Yeah. We'll go through Natalie. Done. Yeah. Done. Hmm. I'm expecting, you know, the full VIP treatment. I only buy shots. <laughs> what? What about, like, shots. bottles? Well, bottles? You're not going anywhere you're getting a bottle service, are you? Why not? Does Nashville do that? I don't know. I've never been. Oh, you'll be fine. You're going to get plenty of VIP treatments the way y'all will be yeah. dressed. I'm sure y'all are dressing like you're going to church. And Do you have any yes. shirts like planned that like says something funny on it? Or are they bring that? Are they surprising you with that? I don't know anything. There's this girl that I followed <laughs> specifically because she had her bachelorette party in Nashville this weekend. And it was all pictures of her with every possible, like, everything on her mm. head. Like, mm. um... Like, straws. Like what? So ridiculous. Like what? I just can't deal with that. <laughs> and I'm a fun guy and I can't deal Who's with it. Who's the girl? The, Can I look at this up? I don't even know her <laughs> name. I just, she came Instagram? up on my feed. I'll I mean, look her up. I'll look yeah, her up. Yeah, I want to see. TJ will find her. All right. Yeah. Show again to the show. Like your sister. Yes. Well, you know where my sister will be this weekend. Oh, soccer player. Hey, before we get in the show, let me explain what happened to Clint because there are some complete idiots out there that don't understand how two-way radios work. So... With a two-way radio. We're talking about racing now? Yeah. Okay. Talk about racing. So with a two-way radio, only one person can talk at the time. And when one person keys up, for the most part, it is a very clear conversation. Every now and then, you'll get a little static, but you can always pretty much make out what the other person's saying. If two people key up, it sounds like Charlie Brown's school teacher. It's terrible. You can't understand anything, right? So Clint has just left pit road. He's on new tires. He's out there running faster than anybody for obvious reasons. He's on new tires. So during the process of the pit stop, for whatever reason, we began to overheat. So Clint is screaming that he's overheating. And we're looking for debris on the grill. And as Clint goes into three, he looks down and he keys up and he says, my temps are 290. I'm hot. Y'all got to find out of something. Wham. That's how quickly it happened. I did not even have an opportunity to key up to tell him Newman was pitting. I did not know Newman was going to pit. Typically down the backstretch, you want to get a hand sign from the driver that says I'm pitting. You want to get away from the spotter that says I'm pitting. Jason Jarrett may have been waving at me. He may not have been waving at me. I couldn't, I couldn't see Jason Jarrett based on where we were standing and where we were looking at the time. But Newman obviously is pitting. Well, when Newman pits, he's in the middle of the racetrack. The first car. The second car is B.J. McLeod, a slow car up top. Clint is at the very, very bottom, going to pass both of them on the very bottom. So when Newman starts breaking is when Clint is looking down and starts talking. And when Clint looks up, and Clint is one of those guys that will talk through the center corner with no problem. I've spotted for drivers that don't want to hear any talk during the center corner, and they are not going to talk in the center corner. They're literally lift going in the corner and come off the corner and start back over with their sentence. But the way this whole thing played out, it just was the worst-case scenario. Newman braked. Clint hit him, and it was like, I sat there and watched the whole thing, and it was just like, damn. But anyway, that's for all you idiots out there that don't understand how a two-way radio actually works, because I get all these people on my tongue going, your spotter needs to be fired, you can't <laughs> see. Dude, when you can't talk, you can't help. It's just the way the sport is. Yeah, and, you know, that's just a bad time as well. And there's such a – that normally doesn't happen at a regular track either because we don't – not as big of a speed difference a lot of places as that. And – Darlington's hard to pit at. You can't turn down until the middle of the corner. Um, yeah. And it's just something that you deal with at Darlington. They're always going to be in the way. Like, Darlington, 
Dover is really the, really close to being the same way as well. You're, you're, when guys pit, they're right in the groove till middle of the corner, and there's not a lot you can do about it. So yeah, I actually got a screenshot sent to me from uh, another spotter, Tyler Green. That's right before, right as Newman started breaking. And here's this dude, and here we are, and we're yeah. obviously on the very bottom. So you're running, like, this Darlington race, people are running a, lot, a little bit lower than what I remember in three and four. Quite a little bit, like, where Clint's at on new tires, you could yep. run pretty low. You could dig down there. You could dig pretty hard. Um, and those white hashes that we normally see, they actually got covered up with rubber. You couldn't even necessarily see where yeah. the apron kind of started. That's where we used to run. left's right about on them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, that's normally, I mean, on a green flag stop, Newman probably could have pulled down a little bit earlier, but... Yeah. You're trying to get all you can get still. Yeah, I mean, everybody it, is. He was running. What was he running right there? You guys were running the same ballpark, weren't you? Rough in between, like seventh and yeah. Well, we were we were tenth, probably maybe? we were probably in that sixth to eighth range, and he was behind us, probably in that eight to tenth range. Yeah, he know? was, but he was a decent run. So oh, everybody's yeah. on a different pit strategy, trying to make up time on everybody trying else. To figure so, something out. Yeah. So you're not, you know, Newman's going to get all he can get, and just. Clint's that, going where nobody's at to, to, to pass When you both. come out with new tires, I mean, you're going to run there. We would have. Yeah. We did. Yeah. yeah. It's so, just, but, I mean, it was a bad That's bad where scenario. Brad run, and he won the race. So. I'm just, honestly surprised that, like, more wrecks like that didn't happen when well, people were pitting. McMurray almost nailed us in the butt when we were pitting one time. Same thing. Tyler Green was on the other end of the spotter stand. I'm waving. Yeah. Because these crew chiefs play into this strategy game and they don't want to tell anybody what they're doing because then teams can adapt. Yeah. It's kind of like what happened at, at uh, Sonoma, you know, with a guy getting head, head faked on pit and then you don't really pit and you screw everybody up, but they'll tell us off of two pit and you're like pit and you're like, man, I got five seconds to let this guy behind me know I'm pitting. We yeah. can't physically run down there. So we're lent, you know, bending over, waving and trying to do our thing. And, uh, and, and McMurray didn't get the message and he almost crammed me in the butt. Same thing. But McMurray saw it. <laughs> Clint didn't see it because Clint was looking down, saying what his temperatures were. So it's just unfortunate because I hate tearing up Newman's car, you know, hitting him in the butt like that. I hate uh, tearing up our car and, yep. and screwing up a, a lead lap. We were probably going to finish anywhere, depending on how the strategies actually did play out. We were going to pit one less time, fourth to seventh. But then the cautions start flying, and you never know. So anyway, there's your explanation, especially to that uh, dumbass media person. I think his name was Nick Bromberg or something who uh, sent out a, a tweet. You would think of other sports media guy would have a little bit more understanding about the sport, but I guess they'll just hire anybody to write about these days. Anyway. So basically, you never told Clint the guy was pitting and then you hit him, and that's yeah. it. All right. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All your fault. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so anyway, down we go. All right. Spot on, spot off. Right into it. Lap traffic at Darlington. Yeah, I think we're both spot off. Tony. I mean, you, you want to spot off, but it's Darlington, and there, there's such a separation in tires. Sometimes there's no real way to hide, and those teams aren't gonna, those teams aren't gonna pay somebody that's gonna get your guy out of the way to to do it. They're gonna, you know, and I think when um, you have a guy going seven laps down in the first stage of the race, it's not a slow car; it's a hazard, and it's a it's literally dangerous. And I think, you know, to to, to TJ's point, if it's late in the run and somebody's slower, you know, and somebody's faster on new tires. That's different than you all start the race on the same tires, and 30 laps later, you've lapped this guy three times. And and a car 50 laps down is in front of the leaders and makes them go three wide on a two-lane two road. Like yeah. They're, they're, I, I, uh, maybe, I, there, maybe there's some, a minimum they could – you know, I know we have a minimum speed, but maybe the minimum needs to be adjusted more like to – laps? More friendly if, to make these people more competitive, you know, to make them – okay, look, you know – you need to be within and like i know it's a uh you got to do it 
I don't know. I mean, maybe they could raise the minimum up or, or lower it, the right. time for a lap. But, you know, Darlington's so narrow, too, though. That's what makes it hard is there's not a lot of places to go and get out of the way. So you can't just sail off into the corner, run against the wall, and they got five grooves below you. At some point in that corner, Darlington, you're going to be in the way no matter where you're at. If you go into one run against the wall in the middle of the corner, you're going to be in the way. Yep. If you go into one run the bottom off the corner, you're going to be right in the way. So there's not there's not a lot of places to hide at Darlington. I think our struggle is they don't know what they're doing. They don't know where they're going to enter. They don't know where they're going to or, exit. They don't. It's I was I was talking to Ryan Priest last night. He came to my house and I attempted to give him food poisoning after homestead last week, uh, <laughs> last year. <laughs> uh, and I was like, just talking to him about lap cars. He said, "Man, Larson's probably still mad at me over a scenario where I was running at a track. I'm out there driving my butt off. I have no idea he's coming. My spotter doesn't tell me he's coming." And I'm in the way. He admitted it. I'm in the way. He said, but I wasn't, wasn't up to speed of, of what was coming, and, it, and I screwed him up. And so I think it's, it's just it, it, a place like Darlington. It's just like Bristol. You can't hide. Yeah, you get, you get there so fast. And they don't – honestly, at some point in the race, I probably got surprised by a guy getting there so fast. You know, I saw him coming, but then I look up, look back, and like, oh, there he is. He's there already. You know, you got to, but you got to always, when you're on older tires, you got to be watching. And on newer tires, you're spotting out the front, not just like right out front. It's almost like you're looking, you're catching stuff so fast. There's um, nowhere else that you're clear by straight away. And two laps later, you've been passed yeah. by two cars. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's insane. Well, I, which I like, I mean, I think that makes it cool at Darlington as well, though, because there's so many different things and. There's so many little mini races going on within the in the race, so it makes I mean, it exciting cool. to watch for sure. But One. I will say, like with the lap traffic, I mean, I wish there was a way to mandate like you have to like you're supposed to stay out of the way, obviously. But yeah. like, where can they go but that, to that's, stay? That's part of the racing part of it, though. I mean, if you knew every lap car was going to be on the bottom, I mean that. Yeah. Like when a sprint car race, when they catch lap traffic, those guys are just kind of you kind of just expect the person to stay running the lane they've been running. Right. But sometimes they. Try and do a slide job Sometimes on Sometimes they try to, you know, mix it up and find some speed. They don't know the leader's right behind them. Yeah. They don't know that's the leader coming. In our yeah. our sport, though, they do. You know, the spotter, hey, leader's straight away back. He's coming pretty fast here. He's probably going to be here next lap in three. You know, then you just count him down from there on. This but, is where he's running because you want to give yeah. them their preferred groove. That's the gentleman's agreement in our sport is you want to give the faster car the preferred groove when you're getting lapped. See, what I don't think they get told a lot is the spotter will say, hey, leader's 10 back. Five, four, you know, to me, when I see somebody coming, I'm like, hey, he's, he's 20 back. He's running up by the wall, one and two, bottom three and four. You know, right. we get to one and two or you get to three and four. I'm like, hey, you know, he's five back running the bottom down here. And I'll see Joey, he'll roll up there and go to the high side and give that guy his preferred lane. To know, you know? where to go, yeah. Yeah, and, and like that's the stuff. I don't think they get detailed information. They say leaders, leaders, 10 back. You know, leaders, five back. Good luck. <laughs> Inside, oh, watch yeah. out. Oh, he's all over you. Okay, just about wrecked. Now he's going on the outside. It's like, yeah. okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well. Crazy. What's next? Ross Chastain turns Harvick while battling for the lead after contact in Saturday's Xfinity Series race. This was an awesome race, I will say. Props to Ross. I'm spot off for the the turning him part of it down the straightaway, but – uh you know, spot on for Ross driving the race he did. And, and I mean, I don't know what Brett's opinion is on it yet. But to me, that wreck, Kevin was trying to kind of bully him a little bit out of the way. Um, and thought Ross would lift. Okay, a solid second place finish is good for you. I'm the cup guy. I'm coming through here. 
And Ross basically said, no, I'm going to do everything I can do to win this race. And it didn't work out. Ross Chastain won stage one. He won stage two. And there was a time when he was hung on the outside in one and two, and he drove back around Keselowski. And I lost my breath watching that because I was blown away at yeah. how well he was able to get off the corner and, and, and Keselowski not even be able to remotely stay close to him and stay in the throttle to race him. This particular situation occurred because he caught a car 50-plus laps down. Yeah. It was the black number 40 car. That car was running high in one and two, which is where Ross had been running. Kevin Harvick is a veteran. He saw that. He said, I'm going to use that as a pick. I'm going to block the leader behind the slow car. I'm going to take the lead. As he did that, as he made his move to the bottom and got under Ross, Ross realized it. So Ross starts squeezing him, squeezing him, squeezing him. Now you're going three wide at Darlington. There's not really room for that. No. As he did that, and, and I talked to Harvick in the coach lot right before the race, on Sunday about Saturday's event, and he's like, man, I heard Tim Fiedewa kept saying that's a spotter. He's tight, 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 tight. He said, so I knew he was right on my door. And as he went through two, he's like, I'm going to get loose. And he did. And he washed up into Ross. Ross gave him as much room as he could possibly give him, but he still didn't have enough. It put Ross in the fence. And I yeah. think that made Ross mad. It did make Ross mad. And I was watching the race. And what, go back to what you were saying. Brad did everything he could do to get him loose. Ross was driving. You could see his hands on the wheel. I mean, he's sideways, like catching it off the corner. And uh, I mean, he was wheeling it. And you know, Brad, Kyle, or Kevin got around Brad, and then Kevin gets up there, and and they played his in car. And the only thing I, you know, the reason why I say Kevin was trying to force him in, you know, make him like, okay, look, I'm coming through here. Because he never lifted all the way out of the throttle. You could hear him like he was still gassing, you know, trying to yeah. trying to work it off the corner. He didn't just kind of like back all the way back way out and kind of get it. I mean, he was trying to catch it and trying to make Ross lift too, which I don't blame him either. I mean, most time. But now Ross is in. Ross has proved that he can drive some subpar equipment and some decent, you know, finishes. Now you put him in a good car. Maybe Maybe he has the ability to be out there and do that. But. I don't blame Ross one bit for trying to win this race like that. No, he only gets two other chances. So, in so, season. so here's the thing: Kevin Harvick is eventually going to pass Ross Chastain. I'm telling you, he's going to pass him. Brad Keselowski was eventually going to pass Ross Chastain. There's an old saying at Darlington: "Race the racetrack." Ross Chastain was racing Kevin Harvick. Ross Chastain was racing Brad Keselowski. He was doing everything that he could to have a chance to win that race because he knows. He's smart enough to know that may be the only race he ever has a chance to win in NASCAR's top three series. And I don't blame him for that. And I also don't blame him for getting mad and spinning Kevin Harvick out. Do I think that was the right thing to do after hitting the wall? No. And I bet Ross going back two days okay. later, a couple deep breaths, a couple cold beers, looking at it going, man, I probably should have tried to finish the race without doing that. But heat of the moment, adrenaline, You've won two stages. You've led the most laps. Yeah. If he gets by you, you know you're not going to win. And the guy was trying his guts out. And then when he got yeah. put in the fence, he felt like, you know what? This cup guy, who's a champion, who is a champion in both series, Xfinity and Cup, won tons of races. He shouldn't have hit me. And he got mad. And I, you know, like you said, though, say he goes on. Um, say he wins one of these. Or say he wins both his next two races. Gets a good Xfinity car ride. Say he gets that 42. I don't know. Yeah. Goes, runs successful in it, and say he's in the cup years and cup car in two, three years. Does this right here 
change and say he's competitive. I mean, I'm say he takes off here and right, he's in right. a competitive cup car yeah. and can run to win races. Does this change how Kevin races him? Yeah, it does. Could, did he just set the tone and say, hey, if Kevin ever catches him, he yeah. says, if I hit this guy, yeah. he's not scared to do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, does that not like – It does. I mean, I, to you me, did, that's you Ross. Did, you, did, you never hit Ricky Rudd. If you hit Ricky exactly. Rudd, he was turning He's you head on that. into the wall. Yeah, just like that. I mean, he was like, you run Ricky into the wall, you were going to get it. Yeah. And now, does this change, like, how people look at Ross? Like, hey, if I run this guy into the fence. Yeah. He's, he's going to retaliate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, to me, that I almost wish more guys, not that I want people to turn head on into the, into the guy. but I get it. Like, I don't know that I agree with Harvick's comments after What was the his race comment? About being inexperienced. Well, I think. Here's, I mean, back up even before that. I, I saw this announcement that DC Solar was going to back Ross Chastain for three races. And I, I said, why? You have John Hunter Nemechek, who is very talented, who needs to be in a car getting experience. Why is Ganassi even allowing this guy to come in who isn't a Ganassi driver? And I was like, man, I don't, I don't get this play. And then he goes out and he does what he does. I was like, well, obviously they know more than I know because this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. This kid can drive. And we've all said, I've heard TJ say on this yeah, show. I spotted for him in the trucks before. Ross Chastain deserves a chance in a good car. Yeah. Well, he got it. And holy cow, did he do a lot with it, you know? I yeah. feel like in the when he runs the cup car, he's taking a top thirty car and running like twenty. He MCD. did. He was doing really well on yeah. Brad's trucks before he got. Yeah. You know, they replaced him with Tyler Reddick, um, which was just a sponsorship type thing. Um, and Ross was competitive. He was running behind the KBM trucks, which were the best trucks at the time. He was right there. He could get a pole. Yeah. Um, you know, he could get some poles and and stuff. But you know, I I think. Uh, I like to see a guy come in there and stand his ground like that. I think it's pretty good. I mean, if Ross finishes third to Brad and Kevin, yeah, great. But I don't think it's a bad result for him, you know, because he didn't just go down in there. And it was a questionable incident where Kevin was trying to force him into something and, you know, yeah. and Ross just wasn't taking it. So I think it was a exciting yeah. race either way. Yeah, man, it. that's my favorite. It's become my favorite non-plate race of the year because it's 147 laps. You got to go. You don't have time to hang out. You you got to go, and that's what those guys were doing. They were going. <laughs> Did you almost change your pants after you come off the corner and you were passing the nine? Nah. You when he got near his door? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I thought I, you were wrecking. I thought you were both wrecking. Well, I thought it was going to shoot us to the inside wall. I did too. Because um, if you hit wheel to wheel, did he come down it, more than we came up? Because I thought he kind of oh, yeah. was trying to stay off the wall. And he, he was. And he, he just needed more racetrack. Us. He yeah. needed more racetrack than what was there. And yeah, uh, Elliot was fine. He was where he needed to be. Right. Tyler was just trying to catch it and making sure he wasn't going to wreck. And if they would have hit wheel to wheel, it would have wrecked Elliot. Yeah. But um, when I saw them hit, I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. So. <laughs> That happened fast too, it but did. now I was like, "Ooh, oh, where are you?" Yeah, yeah. Spot on, spot off. I'm putting you on the spot, Brett. Okay. Elliot Sadler announces retirement. Spot off. <laughs> the hell's he thinking? We're not that old, <laughs> <laughs> man. We uh, we we came in rookies together. I'm and I'm spot off for one reason, one reason only. He can still do it. Yeah. You know, he can still win races. He can still compete for championships. I mean, we're second in the points right now in regular season. Uh, right now heading into the, the Xfinity playoff. He's already locked into the playoff. So I'm only spot off for the fact that I know he can still do it. So I hope he'll uh, take some time next year and and, uh, and come back out and run a few weekends with us and, and, and have some fun. But I also know Elliot as a person is ready to start that next chapter. I mean, let's not 
ignore the obvious here. Uh, one main, when we were having those discussions in spring, early summer, Elliot was committed to running a full-time season next year with the sponsor come back. When that sponsorship went away, it put his brain in motion. And I told him, I said, dude, give me 60 days to find another sponsor. And he's like, nah, man, I'm done. I'm, uh, this is my opportunity to go out on my own terms and my opportunity to go spend more time with Wyatt, Coach Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt certainly is the largest factor, in my opinion, on his decision and the amount of time that Elliott's going to spend at the ball field with, with Wyatt. And, I mean, we all heard him say that in the press conference. So uh, very bittersweet. Uh, I, I would have had a really hard time talking about it. I mean, I, I helped him edit his speech. You know, he obviously wrote his statement, yep. and then he sent it to me, and he said, make sure I don't sound like a clown. And I was like, okay, I got you. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he were the right And so then, then we sent it, and obviously he tweets it out. Yeah. And, uh, and I had read it many times over, and reading it that day, man, I started crying. I was like, damn, 20 years coming to an end. Did you ask me this question the day – that he said he was retiring, I couldn't have answered it. I don't think he could have answered it. That's why we kind of staggered it and gave him a few days to, to get it. I mean, I didn't talk to him on the day that he sent the statement out. You know, we just didn't even talk to each other. Because, I, mean, I mean, we lived together in his motorhome for 15 years till they got married and had two kids. And uh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's, it's very emotional. I mean, I knew at Talladega that that was the last plate race we were ever going to run. And a couple guys around me knew, you know, the guys that are close to me, they're looking at me and go, you want you all right? I was like, I'm all right, man. You know, you, all right? you sure you're all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. But it, it's, huh. it's hard, you know, yeah. and Homestead's obviously going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm spot on because of what, what he said, you know, that it's his terms. Like that's, you know, anytime a guy can, you know, decide on his, decide on his own, um, which doesn't happen a whole lot. And I mean, it seems to be happening a little bit more right now. It's kind of a trend, but, uh, I'm spot on for any time like that. You know, Elliot's been around a while, and for him to to have the right reasons to go, um, you'll you'll see when you have kids one day, Casey. That it's you know they you better hurry up. <laughs> um, you'll see. I mean, you, you miss out on a lot when you're in the at these you know at the races every weekend and stuff. And you know, it, Elliot. You know, luckily the drivers the they have they can bring their families more and stuff. But it's still hard to you know we watch our kids on Facetime every weekend now. I mean, TJ's supposed to go to dance recital this year. Yeah. And and it we, we we hit a rain delay, and it changed his ability to go to the dance recital. And people go, well, you guys have the best jobs in the world. You sign up for it. It doesn't matter. You still yeah. have family things that, that we miss frequently that we yeah. want to be able to make. And that one time TJ was going to be able to make it, one freaking rain delay screwed his whole day up with his daughter. So it uh it's cool for Elliot to be able to, at 42, 43 years old, to be able to shift gears and, and, you know, I mean, I always said, and, and I guess I'm kind of an idiot for saying this, my kids are so young, they're not going to remember me being gone all the time. Well, now Joby's 11. She's going to remember it. But I thought, oh, yeah, they know. you know, I thought Elliot and, and uh, at one point Elliot and I said, hey, we're retiring at 40. We're going to be done. And then we just kept having fun and kept having success. And we obviously kept going, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. And I mean, think about, I mean, how old is Elliot? He's 43. I mean, he's retiring at 43. He's Harvick's age. He's Jimmy Johnson's age. But, I mean, 43? I know. I know. I mean, most people don't retire. What's the time? 65? 60? Yeah. And he's still going to work. He's uh, – But you know what I mean, though. Oh, yeah. He's not yeah, – Yeah. No, no he's – I mean, he's not going to do what he's been doing, obviously. But he's he's the kind of guy that's got to have something to do. And I'm hoping that's why – one of the reasons maybe he'll come run a few races next yeah. year. Yeah. We'll he would be great as a commentator. Just like – But, you know, he don't want – he, he – I'm, I'm going to talk to him because I have one idea. But oh. God only knows if he'll listen. Uh, but I know him well enough to know if he's going to come to the racetrack every week, he's going to want to be sitting in a seat competing, yeah. not 
standing in a booth. But he he did you know some of that in the past, and he does a good job. I agree with you. And plus, people like his Virginia accent. It's just good to get somebody fresh out of the car that knows the situations and know this knows the scenarios that are going on. So yeah. most I mean, in the house. Lost yeah. Parent. yeah. Seen Will's retiring too. Will's retiring. Oh. He announced it. Will. We don't know yet. You know, Will. <laughs> <laughs> it just won't be. Maybe, we'll get, maybe we can get Will on here during Charlotte it won't, Week. Can maybe, we please do that? Will, you and Elliot. Yeah, retirement the special. And I, can, I can tell y'all about the condominium complex in Daytona that Will flooded the entire building. The wow, whole that's building. impressive. How long ago the, was this? The night after the Daytona 500. <laughs> we ran third or fifth that time. I think it was fifth. And I get a call the next morning. Uh, Brett, uh, hey, Hey, y'all, it's before 7 o'clock. Why are y'all calling me? Uh, we, we got a problem. <laughs> what is it? Oh, Will has flooded the entire <laughs> building that he's staying in. <laughs> it's like, oh, gosh. How do you do that? <laughs> we'll get him in here to tell him. Well, please. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean. in Charlotte race week. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually, we need to get Will hey, on the, the, the last The last thing that this person said to me on the phone, we were at Everham when it happened. The last thing that the general manager, which was Sammy Johns at the time, said to me on the phone, he said, if he's going to do this every week, he can't stay at these team hotels. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, poor wheel. Yeah, that's... I, I did see Elliot gave, gave you all the shout out, though, on the show and told you about the... the Southern 500. We I asked him about, about it. it. Yeah. I asked him about it. That's cool. I man. told him to go into the Jonathan. The first thing I think of is his bus <laughs> leading <Yeah>. the race. <laughs> I love Will. He said, Why'd you do that? Well, the guy opened the gate. Yeah. So okay. I just drove out. Someone on Twitter said at Homestead he should do a lap around the track in the bus. Can we win a victory lap? Oh, yes. we need to make that happen. Yes. Gotta call Homestead. I bet you we we need to. We'll that would work. be this that would be such a good idea. That would be awesome. Like you know in Talladega with the um, hauler at the checkered flag, the American yeah. flag, like yes. at intros. <laughs> yes. Can we make Pre-race that? Pre-race, yes. we'll yes. go down the bus. It could yeah. be Monday too because they're gonna have all yeah. that stage and everything out yeah. there oh, for a while. Yeah. Oh, just do it Monday morning yeah. or after the oh. race. We're always there so late. I'll personally like s. Open the yeah. game for him. If it rains at all during anything, he needs to pull on the pit road yeah. Yeah. for yeah. a picture, <laughs> photo op. Will started started driving Elliott's bus his second year in Cup, so 2000 is when when Will started. So he's been with Elliott with the exception of his rookie year, every single year of his Cup career, and then obviously Xfinity career now. But it uh, he's been a <laughs> he's gotten fired more times than anybody you've ever been around in your life. Yet he's still around. Yeah. I mean, working for you guys, I imagine it's not. Difficult to do. Oh, Lord. Well, it depends. All right. Anyway. Uh, spot on, spot off. NASCAR drivers. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. As as females graphic. Dude, was that not hilarious? <gasps> I thought it was pretty funny. Chase Elliott looked like the prettiest girl you will ever see. If you're listening to the show and you haven't seen the NASCAR on Reddit version of all the, all the, all the big name drivers, a lot of Xfinity drivers in there, too. If you haven't seen this graphic of these guys looking like girls, you've got to go look at it. Yeah, it it's hysterical. Hilarious. Were there any that you thought were hot? Yeah. Chase Elliott. No, where is that one? I don't think I have it saved. Did you put it in there? Yeah, it's in the group chat. Okay. Oh, it is? Let's go see here. I, there were a couple guys that I'm not going to lie to y'all. They were scary looking ugly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were fugly. <laughs> Who's Reckon? that right there? Which one? Oh, I don't know. Is that Larson? No, Larson's no, up Larson's here. No, Larson's up top. Larson's up yeah, top. Larson's up here somewhere. Look at Amarola. Look at Clint. <laughs> Clint. That's terrible. Jamie needs a new hairdresser. 
I'm telling you, Look that it. one that one right there has got to be the the cutest. Yeah. Who, who is Whoever's that? next to William. We got to figure Wait, out who. I don't, I don't know who it is. Wait. Who's the worst looking ones? The worst looking one. David Reagan's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Kenseth is horrible. Like, he's like the. Eric Jones. That's. Uh, <laughs> look at I just found the new one. Elliot's pretty ugly. There's now a, another look at, one. Look, look at, at Elliot's it. hair. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Look at this. No, have you seen Brad's hair? Oh, yeah. That looks kind of good on him, though. He's got I mean, great it, lips to be a girl. <laughs> who is, is that under Brad? That is the question. Who is under Brad? Two under Brad. And who's under... Yeah. Oh, two. There's there's another one. There's two of them. Is that... It's not Paul Menard, is it? No. Oh, it might be. If it's Paul, we need Paula. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's another one that was just posted. Paula Menard's hot. Bubba no, kind of looks like a drag queen. <laughs> I mean, the lipstick on Bubba is what Michael it is. Michael McDowell. Though. Yeah. That's... I wish they had the name so we knew. Poor Denny. Yeah, Denny. But look which at one, Chase Elliott. Which one's Denny? Uh, right, right there, next, Denny. Two next to Brad. Next to Kyle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he's not I pretty mean, either. Ryan Blaney looks pretty nice. Um, look at Chase Elliott. Chase is cute. Chase is so cute. I'd ask him out. Who is that? Is that? Uh, That's Boucher. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ. <laughs> These Dude. are hilarious. Man, look at how ugly Clint looks. <laughs> <That's God. laughs> oh. Anyway, that? this is hysterical graphic. <laughs> this should win an award of some sort yeah. from somewhere. I don't know who took the time to do this and had obviously Well, it looks like they're all done in a little app. Yeah. Like face app or something like that. Yeah. Like that's what's in the bottom, something like that. Who's this? Um, Where? Maybe that's Jennifer Joe. <laughs> I mean, true that. I don't know. Ricky, look at Ricky's got on a lot of makeup. He looks like Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it moving. But anyway, oh, we wanted to hilarious. that that deserve that deserve. I kind of want to see what you guys would look like as girls. Mm, me with I a don't. spotter. Yeah, I don't. Next graphic yeah, with a spotter spotters. is girls. Yep. Yeah, I don't think it would be as funny. I hope that went viral. It, it, it did. Yeah, yeah. I'll pick up. Okay. A lot of people saw that. All right, we're going to take a break so you can look at this longer. This is your Exalta Race Center update. I'm Mike Davis. NASCAR honored its past over the weekend for the annual throwback weekend at Darlington Raceway. Brad Keselowski broke out his broom at the track too tough to tame as he swept the weekend. In Saturday's Xfinity Series race, a wreck involving leaders Ross Chastain and Kevin Harvick with 35 laps to go allowed Keselowski to take the lead and capture his third series win of 2018. Tyler Reddick came home third as the highest finishing junior motorsports driver. Piloting a 1990 Rusty Wallace Miller genuine draft throwback scheme, Kozlowski again came from behind in Sunday's Bojangles Southern 500. The number two pit crew got him off pit road ahead of the dominant driver of the night, Kyle Larson, and it put Kozlowski in the lead with less than 20 laps to go. Kozlowski then held off teammate Joey Logano in the closing laps for a Team Penske 1-2 finish. At Hickory Motor Speedway in the Bobby Isaac Memorial over the weekend, Jagger Jones finished fifth. This was his third and final race running for the Junior Motorsports Late Models. The JRM Late Models will be back in action this coming weekend at Orange County Speedway. That'll be Josh Berry and Sam Mayer. The focus now turns to the iconic Indianapolis Motor Speedway this weekend as both the Xfinity and Cup Series ready for a battle that they hope ends with a kiss of the bricks. 
This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, please visit ExaltaCS.com. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. We are back. We are going to head in the fast lane. I'll give these guys three topics pertaining to racing and one that's off the top. Only if TJ stops wall. looking at the graphic. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. still staring. Yeah. Yeah. Guys um, dressed up as girls. Yeah. And they have 30 seconds. Let's see if you can actually meet that. First one. Brad Kozlowski won his first Crown Jewel Cup event Sunday at Darlington. Which young driver do you see winning a Crown Jewel event first? TJ. Um, out of this group, I would, I mean, Larson shows the most speed right now. Um, I think Larson, Chase Elliott, and Eric Jones are the top three to, to win a Crown Jewel event. Um, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's, it's amazing to me that Brad hasn't won one of these already. Being what's he got like twenty eight wins or twenty nine wins or something like a that? Lot, a lot. I of mean wins. that that's a lot to not have one of these in your trophy case already. So, but you know to show the most speed, Larson definitely shows the ability to to have the speed, and he just needs to put the race together. Um, I think Chase will start. You know, I think Chase start getting a little bit better and better now. Before I get my thirty seconds started, a Crown Jewel event is clearly the Sun Five Hundred. It's clearly the Daytona Five Hundred. Indy. You think still? Is it still Indy? I mean, it's the Brickyard, so. It has a name. I think every time we race there, it'll be. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, if you're leading the brickyard with on a green white checker, you're, you're excited. You're you're yeah. gonna be like, wow, because you get you yeah. get to go out there. You you kiss the bricks that it's still like some of these track, guys. Yeah, well, you get to go out there where where these legends have raced, yeah. like yeah. in Indy cars and stuff. So it. and it's the Coke 600. So we got four crown jewels. We agree. Yeah, right. and there's some other ones that are honorable mentions like Bristol, Bristol Mar- Race. Yeah. Martinsville is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, because of the trophies. Yeah. The, the the trophy also makes the Crown Jewel event to me as well. You get your picture on the Darlington Trophy. Yeah. You know, you get win Martinsville, you get a grandfather clock. Right. I mean, that's pretty important. I mean, you want to win these races, some of them, for the trophies. Yeah. I got to say, Chase Elliott wins Daytona 500 first out of this group. I see that. I'm done. Ding. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> You know, I I think uh, I still think a few of these other guys show speed, and I think one of them will win before the Daytona 500. Maybe not a, you know, a Crown Jewel event. I mean, what do we got left? Well, Indy. Indy, and that's Vegas. really it. So, yeah, eh, Vegas isn't really a Crown I don't, Jewel. I don't, I don't see any of these guys winning Indy. But you never know. Uh, you do never know, man. You never know. I mean, yeah. We didn't see any. Casey Kane winning Indy last year either. I was about to say yeah. that, yeah. No. Who knows? Rumors continue to swirl about what teams Martin Truex Jr. and Kurt Busch will race for next season. Could they switch for 2019? Brett. Man, I told y'all there was earth-shattering news coming, and it's still coming. It's earth-shattering to me. I mean, I I don't ever remember a scenario where a driver nine months ago was spraying champagne in Homestead winning a championship. A few months ago, was standing on the White House lawn meeting the president, and within the next three months, you're is, done. Is is gonna have to leave a team? 
Yeah. And and if you don't consider that earth-shattering news in sports, get out from under the rock, man. That, a championship-caliber team making major changes is a big freaking deal but to me. But do you see them switching, like the two of them? No, they're not swapping cars. Yeah. No. The, the 41 and going to the 78 and vice versa. Yep. No. I think it's, um, it's not as super surprising to me because Furniture has always kind of been on their own out there. And the guy came in, went from bottom to the top. Now he's done. I proved I could do it. Now I want something else to do. Yeah. You know, obviously he's not in it to build a race team to stay with it for a long time. He came in, had it as a hobby, I guess, maybe, and won the championship and now wants to be done. So it, it's not like a guy that's coming in to be there for 50 years or 20 years or even longer, you know, or whatever. Um, you know, he's not coming in there to compete with Rick and, and, and you know, Jack and, and Joe and all them guys. But I don't see them switching. Why don't you tell us what's going to happen? It just saddens me. <laughs> it really does sadden me because, yeah. you know, we just had a, a someone come out publicly saying we don't have a sponsorship problem. Five Hours says they're leaving. It creates this scenario. I always looked at those guys as a really unique marketing niche. They're in Denver. There's a lot of great companies in Denver. You know, for those guys to go out and raise, raise $9, $10 million in sponsorship in Denver alone, I would hope that it wouldn't be that difficult and it would allow this team to keep going just as they are. But as we've read in the media, they don't have a manufacturer signed up they don't have a driver signed up if you don't we're only 12 races away from the daytona 500 you know you have to have your ducks in a row to be ready to race and and it's just, it's very disheartening i'm sad well, there's, there's, there's different factors in it too there's a lot of things that are playing into this you know the martin needs to be re-signed number one that's a big deal um sponsorship big deal um also the alliance yeah. you know that's with, also with they have an alliance with JGR, which helps them with a lot of speed. They've taken that alliance and used the. They've hired the right people in there and got the right driver to be a little bit better than that alliance. You know, so um, here's the thing, and I think you'll agree with this. If I'm an owner, I want that whole situation turnkey. I want that driver, that crew chief, that engineer, that whole team, that build. I want it all turnkey. Because it's very obvious that the model that that guy built, Barney Visser built a model from the ground up, as TJ said. Holy cow, how successful. Who's won more downforce tracks than Martin Truex in the last three years? Yeah, nobody. Who, oh, by the way, every year had to go out and redo his contract on a one-year agreement. That's a lot of pressure on Martin and Martin and his family and his employees. I've lived it with Elliot for eight years in a row. We did one-year agreements. It is gut-wrenching in the in the summer to figure out what you're going to do next year to provide for your family. So for Martin to have to sustain that, he's probably sick and tired of doing one-year deals. I would yeah. be. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And Martin went out, won the championship. You know, his stock is pretty high right now. Um, and him and, and Cole together, their stock's pretty high. I, I don't think that. I ever... can't speak for Martin Truex, but in if I am Martin Truex, I have to believe that I deserve a multi-year deal and I deserve big money. Whatever big money is in the marketplace right now, and I'm not about to guess what that is, but I'd know damn good and well if I'm him, I want a three-year deal and I want top 10% money. Now, yeah. And he deserves it. Do you yeah, see – champion. Do you see the team shutting down, or do you see it being sold? I see it shutting down. I see it shutting down. Um, there was a little rumor for a little while that it, was people, somebody was being interested in buying it, but I don't see that happening now. I mean, it, maybe it will. I don't know. But um, it, it possibly it could. You know, there's somebody out there that might want to get into it and says, hey, this is a successful organization already. I want to buy it already and, and take it over and, and start off on top. Right. You know, so. But like TJ said, if the alliance isn't in place with Toyota and JGR yeah. and you don't have a yeah. good driver, 
there's uh, no there's, there's, mean, there's no value you know your their, your big value here is barney's Fister's value value is going to be what can he sell his building yeah. for or lease it to another company and what can he get for his charter which we just saw a charter and equipment sell for two million dollars yeah and, and i mean like i said barney's got a driver that needs to resign that probably wants better money um need to sponsor need to sponsor and also the price for the alliance is probably going up too i mean i would think so I, yeah. I mean that's probably all factored into it so maybe he just decides look i'm i'm just gonna go out on top here maybe they'll win the championship this year and makes me sad uh, though yeah. yeah i mean it's terrible to see where they came from to me you, i watched you know watch that car grow and and go through a few different drivers and and then finally get to where you know it's the car to beat it and, is. It still is the car to beat. So it's, it's not like it's slowed down at all. Yeah. The fact yeah. that this is going on is insane. Yeah. yeah, I agree. The Cup Series regular season will conclude this weekend at Indianapolis. Who could pull off a buzzer beater and win to make the playoffs? You got Stenhouse, Newman, Menard, Suarez, McMurray, Byron, Busher, Almendinger, Kane, and Wallace in the mix. <laughs> well, I think, you know, the ones that stand out to me on this list are uh, – Ryan Newman, Paul Menard, Suarez could have the speed to do it. Um, you know, uh, McMurray doesn't stand out to me. It just doesn't stand out to me. Uh, William Byron has enough speed. Could show, could come out there and pull a Casey Kane. Um, I, I just don't see Busher being able to do it. I don't see AJ and Kane. Um, I don't see that that happening. Good to see William Byron having some success lately. Yeah. I yeah. see him in the top ten. I see him qualifying better. He's had a good year. He's he's had a he's had a marginal rookie year. I think the hard thing is that we've had some rookies have crazy good years. Right. So you expect yeah. him to kind of come in and do that, and he he wasn't able to pull that together yet. But nonetheless, it's been good to see his progress. I mean, the the name that jumps out on me here is Menard. He's won there before. Uh, McMurray's also won there before. It's home to him. It's uh, I don't I don't honestly think without some kind of you know Casey Kane won that race last year because we tore up a lot of cars and at the very end he wasn't having to race a lot of great cars and he was in Hendrick equipment he pulled the win out severely dehydrated got out of the car so sick he couldn't stand up awesome win for him probably his last cup series win ever and what a great place to do it but of of the guys on this list I'm just really don't think they can outrun these guys that are already locked into this this playoff I don't see them outrunning Brad Keselowski Joey Logano Clint Boyer Kevin Harvick Martin Truex uh yeah. Good, you I know, mean, it, Kyle Busch, yep. Denny Hamlin. Kyle, for sure. Good luck. Paul yeah. could have the speed to do it and have things go his way. Newman, if you put Newman up front with a pit call at the end, he's going to be hard to get around. He knows what he's got to do, and he's shown before that he's willing to do what it takes to get into the chase. I mean, put Kyle Larson in the wall in Phoenix to get into the chase. Which guy would you like to see? If you had to pick one guy that says, all right, who's going to – who who would you want to see on this list win it? <laughs> I mean, somebody I'm not going to have to race that much. So. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't want faster guys in the chase. You know, it's more you got to beat. But yeah. you know, so in that aspect, I Timmy know. Hill, yes, <laughs> Timmy Hill, top thirty, you win it, man. Derek Coke, fifty um, laps down, he wins the Indy five hundred. You know, uh, to me, I think it would be. Um, I think it'd be. I mean, I kind of want to say, I kind of want to say McMurray, because I'm not real sure what's going to happen there, and uh, it'd be cool for him to have something to to go after. Yeah, I mean, Elliot. McMurray, Clint, 
Casey. I mean, those are the four guys that I'm the tightest with that are still, you know, drivers. And it'd be awesome to see McMurray win it. But I think for the sport, it'd be cool to see Suarez win it. Because yeah. the same thing. Oh, with, yeah. TJ just said we don't know what's going to happen with McMurray. We're hearing a lot of rumors about Suarez, too. So, yeah, uh, I, I think both those guys would be cool. But for me, Suarez, you know, being from Mexico, being a historic track, like That'd be historical huge to track win that race at Indy. I mean, I mean, yeah. What about Newman? It's almost like, like there's the hype back again in Indy. We got you know yeah. Suarez winning. Ryan's had success probably before yeah. you were watching the racing. Ryan was they called him Rocket Man for a reason yep. because he was getting he'd get the pole almost every week, every week. So and it was. I mean, it was unreal. It was I like mean, you couldn't pass him. He's like passing a kidney stone. Yes. It's annoying. Ryan's been pretty successful. He's had a very successful cup career, in my opinion. He's been on the top. You know, he's done He's done his time. So, but I think uh, Suarez went in that race. Bernard's won it. Yeah. You know, but that's his home. So, any win there for Paul is really big. Yeah. Off the wall topic. <laughs> I saw this one on Twitter. Cussing in public in Myrtle Beach can now land you in jail or issued a citation. How long could you last there without cussing? Brett, you might get your wish of having to go to a hotel that's a prison. Yeah. You go to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. You're going to jail. <laughs> I don't even think we need to answer this. You're going to jail. Yeah, I do. I mean, this fine was crazy. Is this <laughs> real? You're going to jail. <laughs> He wanted real. to go, remember? He said that was his dream. He wants to open up a, a jail to be a hotel. I think he would get a couple citations, then I think they're just taking you in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a five hundred dollar fine. So is that like in a bar? No, I think this is a clean up Myrtle Beach effort. And it's if we can like out get, on the streets or if, something. If we or? start finding these kids five hundred dollars a piece for cussing, they're gonna stop coming here and causing all this ruckus. I think it's a clean up Myrtle Beach effort. Well, they're that's just understandable not then, but I mean, but no, I ain't gonna make it long. I'm gonna get fined no. a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna work. get fined while they're finding me. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, yeah he'll exactly. be cursing as they're riding the <laughs> like, ticket. What? what the? <laughs> f- I'm paying that f- ticket. <sighs> and yeah. there's your bleep. Yeah. You're gonna. He's going to jail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> $7,500 later. I could probably. <laughs> I could probably make it because I don't cuss like in front of my kids or anything like yeah. that. I try not. I don't really cuss. Um, so I'd probably be okay. Yeah, self-control. I have a little self-control <laughs> on the cussing. Yeah, but, until um, we get a couple shots of fireball in you. That that changes things. But if I'm <laughs> drinking fireball, they're probably not around. <laughs> you know, sure. so uh, I'll be good. All right. Well, ask DBC. Um, thank you, producer Jason. I think these are some great questions. Good. Um, KJAC2513. Yeah, he wants to know... Obviously, Ross Chastain drove a great race Saturday, but do you think his altercation with Harvick will overshadow his performance, which we already talked about? You know, obviously, the, a win would have been the best thing for him, yeah. but I think this is better than a third. Yeah. Because there's multiple different opinions. People see Kevin going there like, man, Kevin shouldn't have done that. Why was he doing that to that guy? Then you got the other half, but it's creating – it's almost split to me. I mean – it's almost fifty-fifty, and to me, that's like people are on Ross's side. A lot of a lot of people are on Ross's side for it. I really think, and maybe this is premature, but I really think about Ryan Priest and how he came into the sport, a modified driver, didn't get in great equipment, therefore he didn't run great. He went back, got his stuff together, came back with a, a little bit of money, and got into JGR equipment, won a race. And since then, proceeds to typically run top five in top five equipment, which is what he should be able to do. You know, this guy got in a car and ran top three 
top one really for the most part until yeah. he got wrecked. So, you know, do I think it will overshadow his performance? No. Would winning the race have helped him? Yeah. But here's the thing, K-Jack, it all comes down to can he bring sponsorship to the table? I doubt very seriously with all Ganassi has going on that they have the resources to go out and commit to finding sponsorship for Ross Chastain when they're already looking for sponsorship for, you know, the one cup car, the 42 cup car, John Hunter Nemechek, yada, yada, yada. So it just comes down to – did Ross Chastain open enough enough eyeballs of people he's already talking to? This DC Solar deal yeah. came about because of a relationship he had with them. They committed to running him three races, probably going to put him in the Xfinity playoff. Yep. You know, because he's in a fast car right here when he certainly needs to be. But, yeah. but can those same conversations he's having with those types of people, not necessarily that company, create this opportunity again? It's expensive. You know, you're talking about, a three hundred to five hundred thousand dollar commitment to be able to come run those three races, depending on the timing of the year and the, and, and where you're going to. So big, big, big chance for him to do something. Well, let me ask you this: If uh, we've all heard the rumors about you know some of the JTD stuff or whatever, yeah. yep. Ryan Priest, do you take a chance on? You've seen Ross drive this car like this. I mean, you know, in good equipment. Do you take a chance on him? Yeah, you can. You know, I mean, I, to me, this is what he's what Ross is doing now. He's showing these people like, look. You put me in a good car, you know, I'm going to drive my tail off for you. And I, one thing I did like about Ross's comments is he said, you know what, if even if it's, if he ends up back working on the watermelon farm, like his family's watermelon farm, he's fine. He knows he went out trying. Yeah. And, and uh, but I mean, this, people saw this, you know, people that own race cars watch this stuff and say, okay, well, and if you own a race car and you think your race cars are pretty good, you're looking at this kid like, okay, well. This kid's going to take my, you know, 15th place car and run, you know, run, could run a little bit better with it. I mean, Ch- Chip even tweeted about how great he was and how he yeah. could potentially earn some more so opportunities. So, Kevin Harvick getting loose is what caused Ross Chastain to hit the wall. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of whether or not he dumped him. He didn't yeah. hit Kevin. Yeah. No. He gave Kevin An no inch. room to make an error and Kevin got loose. Yeah. And so. he has more, I mean, he's been in nascar for a while he has and you he's know never what? really been given that shot and i don't know if kevin doesn't see it a whole lot but in the group that ross races with when he's driving that when he's driving the giant davis stuff yeah those guys it's a dog fight yes. they race hard it's and true. ross is used to racing like that and he has no problem getting in somebody's door that's just not something you do um with an established guy if it's two established guys race something that's just not something you do to each other yeah. At that point. But Ross isn't an established guy. Ross doesn't know if in a month from now he might be back in Florida on the farm right. doing watermelon stuff. He this is all he knows right now. Yeah. So and it got him in trouble right there, but I don't I don't blame him, man. So yeah. yeah. It was really cool, that's for sure. Uh Capote P S H asks who would win first? Push. Mike Harmon <laughs> in JGR equipment or Kyle Busch in Mike Harmon equipment? This is a good question. Mike Harmon would win first, but neither one of them are going to win. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, neither one of them have zero. They have zero chance of winning both of those scenarios. But Mike Harmon it would win for, before Kyle Busch would win in Mike Ab- Harmon's. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mike's not the best driver, but he's not. I mean, he knows how to go around racetrack. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to see him get in Kyle Busch's I know. <laughs> Actually, this is funny. I know. I like yeah. this. I, Maybe. I, I, would, I would have him finishing, uh, let's just pick a track, Charlotte Roval, uh, Oval, not Roval, no, Charlotte not Oval. Oval. Charlotte Oval and JGR equipment. Where you, where you got him finishing? What about, what if you put Mike in a, 
in a KBM truck. Does he run good? I think. I think good. that's. I think that's almost more difficult than the Xfinity, Xfinity car. Xfinity car because those trucks are freaking. They're crazy. All right. I don't think he's. I don't think he's aggressive enough in mentality. I don't think he can go up there and run top what eight. What if you with him put guys. like a put him in the eighteen JGR car? I mean, I don't think he finishes. Like you talking Cup car? Nah, no, no Xfinity. Okay, so if I you, think it's Charlotte in a JGR Cup car. He finishes two laps down in nineteenth. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say anywhere between fifteenth and twentieth would be my, my guess. Hmm. Interesting. Which is a hell of a lot better than he finishes now. It's twice as good. Yeah. Or better, or more than that. Yeah. So. Good question, though. Yeah. I like this uh, handle. Smiles a lot. One asks, "What do you think Indy is going to be like? More intense than ever? I'm assuming because of obviously playoff cut cut off. I think it. I think it'll be intense three years from now when we go to IRP. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I mean. I don't really feel like it's any more intense. It's just uh, it, you're going to fight for track position for, you know, all day. You're going to try to get everything you can get in the first lap and a half. And, and The, the storylines just aren't there this year. You know, if we don't have a wild card winner, we know who the top 16 are. They're all locked in on points. and they're It locked. would be if we ran the package. Nope, nobody, uh, nobody. I mean, the only person that can make something happen is going to be one of those guys that's back the there list, 17th yeah. or whatever, and they're going to kick one guy out. That one guy is either going to be Bowman or Jimmy Johnson. If it's Jimmy Johnson, it's a big deal, and then maybe the intensity changes. But yeah. going into this, I, if I'm a top 16 driver, which TJ and I are both very fortunate, we won races. Yeah. We've been locked in. You know, we don't – I have zero pressure going into Indy. I'm sure TJ feels the same way. If I were in a situation and I've been in them, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Uh, but I don't – I mean, if I'm Jimmy Johnson, dude, he's got seven championships. He ain't got a pressure to make his playoff. He's going to go out and do his thing. Hope yeah. he doesn't have what happened to him at Darlington happen again and put him in a DNF and a wild card winner come through and Alex Bowman. I mean, there's scenarios that can make this intense, but they're going to have to develop as the race develops. There's not – we don't have – we used to go into Richmond with four to five guys having a chance to get in or out. That's not the case this yeah. year. No, we're going in there and, you know, obviously if Jimmy goes in there and has a, just an, uh, an average weekend, he's going to be fine. But there's always a chance something could develop during the race. He goes into turn one, there's a wreck in front of him. He's got some damage now. Oh, no. Now, yeah. now things have gotten ramped up a little bit. But going in, if everything goes as planned, there's not really the – you know, we don't have – we're not running that package what everyone thought we were going to run there, the um, the all-star package. They said, you know, they took that all away, which I think would have been – that would have been interesting. We would have been going in here with some unknowns. Um, but there's just not – yeah, there's not the uh, the short track Richmond feel like, okay, well, um, <laughs> Newman's going to win this race. So we're, oh, no, you know, like Richmond. Right, right. That was That was tense. Yeah. So um, I think there's been a lot of intense moments to end a regular season, and for whatever reason, it's because we hadn't had a lot of crazy winners. Last year, you know, that's the thing for me, the media and, and some people going, we need more winners. We need, last year, we had crazy amounts of winners. Yeah, we had bunch. guys winning races that could at times barely stay on the lead lap, and, and this year we don't. We have three guys that have won the majority of races, which I think is exceptional. You know, but we just yeah. don't have the, the the things haven't lined up this year for this to be intense. Had this been going in the last year's race, Casey Kane wins in the fashion that he won. Hell yeah, that would have been awesome. But it's all different. Yeah, I agree. So I don't have a rant, but I have a question. Yes. And Casey, I want you to answer this first. Colin Kaepernick, 
Okay. Nike. They've been sitting mm-hmm. on this for a while. They've kept this guy under contract for two years while he's not been playing. We all know how controversial him kneeling during the national yep. anthem was. When we first heard about it on this show, Kristen Bauer, myself, and TJ, and producer Josh at the time, all agreed that during the national anthem was not the time to do this. Stand up, put your hand on your heart, pay respect to the country, pay respect to the flag, pay respect to the veterans. Two years has gone by. They've kept him under contract, which means he remains an athlete of theirs. He has an endorsement. When you saw that ad yesterday, what did you think? Because you're in a different age group than I'm in. Yeah. To be completely honest, I didn't read too much into it, but I was very surprised, A. I don't know why they're making it as if it's okay for him to do what he did. I feel like if he wanted to make a stance, there's other ways he could have done it. Yeah. Um, And I think I think. Nike should have realized that and used it in a different use it to their okay fine he wants to make he wants to make an impact he wants to make They had this as their 29th anniversary they yeah. could have done they there, did, they waited till their 30th anniversary There's no like I don't understand why the reasoning I'm not really sure there and I I have to read more articles to like actually Yeah I'm sure there's I don't know a that they release. really put out a statement. I haven't seen a statement that they put out. But I'm, I hope they do. But I'm sitting that. there, you know, goofing off and uh, looking on the Twitter and I'm like you know, you know, I sacrificed everything for a cause. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you, you yeah. suck the quarterbacks while you're not playing. You taking a knee isn't why you're not playing. Uh, but did, what did you think? Did you see it? Uh, I mean, I saw the, I saw the announcement. Um, I agree with the playing thing. I watched him play, and they actually played the Bills one of his last games, and he didn't play very well. Um, <clears throat> but I don't, you know, I, I'm not a um, – I think there's better ways to go about what's going on, yeah. you know, and I, I just think there's better ways to do it. I just didn't understand why Nike would want to assert, insert themselves into this political arena. That was what I was surprised about. Look, listen, the owner of Nike, Phil, uh, Phil, what's his name? Knight. Phil Knight is worth like 30 plus billion. Yeah. Nike's a $90 billion company. They knew when they did this that it was going to create divide. I'm really disappointed that a company of their statue would want to create that divide. I don't yeah. care where their stance is politically. I'm I have a bunch of Nike shoes and I saw them people burning their Nike stuff. Man, I paid a hundred dollars for my Air Maxes. <laughs> I ain't burning them. I ain't even gonna burn the shoe but string on. I think on. you know they were right yeah. in like Colin okay, he clearly is he shouldn't have done it the way he did it. He was trying to use his stance as a professional athlete to promote a cause. He doesn't realize what the national anthem does it, and who it represents. Right. I mean, that was dumb. I feel like if Nike wants to use that in the positive way, take him and actually do something for the community. Take yeah. him and go out to the people that he's trying to It's just reach. obvious to me they wanted to create divide. Yeah. That's my struggle with it. I don't so care dumb. what their political stance is. If they love Hillary Clinton and want her to be the next president, want to pay for her campaign, then when she don't win, she gets to keep all the money. That's fine with me. I don't care. I'm not going to, like I said, throw my Nikes away, but I don't understand why a company that big, the largest sports apparel company in the world says, let's make a political divide here in America. That is part of the problem. We just had John McCain die and all these people are jumping up and down screaming. Oh my God. This guy wanted to be an American before a Republican. We need more people like this. Now those same same people are going, we don't care if you idiots burn your shoes or not. We like it. We're going to buy more Nike shoes. Like, yeah. and, and vice versa, the same thing. I'm burning my Nike shoes. Screw this country. You were just saying that, like, it just, I don't understand why people, 
especially that with that big of a platform, say, let's create more divide. That's what I'm disappointed in. Yeah. What do you think? They're student? Uh, I don't know. I think they're going to lose some business. People are going to be definitely Absolutely. like, I'm not going to buy Nike Especially anymore. with Adidas looking real good right now. Like, they're, they're I don't know if they impressive. lose business. I think they... I think there's people that will say, I'm not going to buy Nike. I agree with you. they lose partnerships? I agree with you. Um, I don't think so. I think they're too important to people. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, what are you going to do if you're dicks? I'm not selling any more Nike. Well, well I think like with sports yeah. teams. You've already made one bad move with the NRA. Now yeah. you're going to make, a, you know, with, with guns. Now you're going to make another bad move. Like, I, I, I do think they're going to have some people that don't buy Nikes anymore. And and I also think that a lot of people probably woke up today and went and bought Nikes that are yeah. pro Colin Kaepernick yeah. in his stance. And I know this is a motorsports show, but it's still sports, and this is sports marketing. I mean, think about if it were to happen in NASCAR. I mean, oh, can you imagine? No, we've I, not seen one person kneel during the anthem. No, because we know in our world and in our culture and our environment that it's disrespectful. That's yeah. the way it's viewed here. And I don't. Let me tell you something. If I wanted to kneel during the national anthem. NASCAR is not where I can do it because that's a stage and I'm an employee. And if my employer says you stand your ass up, guess what I'm going to do? Um, if he tells me to run in place during the national anthem, guess what I'm going to do? We're going to run as if fast I wanna, as you can. If I want to keep my job. Yeah. And, yeah but and, hey, if you're going to do a rally Monday morning, uh, you know, uh, um, if you're going to do a rally, you know, somewhere, police yeah, somewhere, yeah, I'll mm. go. nothing wrong, you know. That's where I think it's wrong. I think it shouldn't be done at your place of work. I think it should be done. If you're going to do something, do it. When you're not on the clock and, you know, for everybody to write these stories of like, okay, we didn't get signed here. Well, there, let, his contract also was a gigantic contract. Huge. Like one of like the biggest 17 ones. 17 million a year that year. And he was, I enjoyed watching him play when they ran the read option deal. Yep, he was good at that. Gosh, it was fun to watch. Came went to the Super Bowl, lights came, lights went off, came back on. They almost came back and won the game. Exciting. Yep. You know, that read option deal fit him and that team perfectly. And then defenses figured it out. Yeah, and then it, it went away. It's not a thing anymore. No. Um, you know, and I think uh, – I just think it's – just keeps grasping. Like, you know, I don't know. It, I just, yeah, anyway. That's, I just wanted us all to talk about it. I was curious what y'all thought. Yeah, I think he I mean, could have done it a different way. Well, I mean, okay, what is, like, the national anthem is, I don't mean to go into it, but, like, yeah. that represents something totally different than what he is trying. Like, he could have gone out to, like, done more community service. Done Like, there's, there's well, I just remember more... the game. He wore cops on his socks as pigs. <sighs> I mean, that's the guy that we want to be our brand ambassador. Like, yeah. if promote peace, don't promote violence. I, would, I wish the players would just join arms, you know, as one. Yeah. Not, not you know, okay, well, you're going to do this. I'm going to do that. Let's just everyone be together. Yeah. yeah. And the last other thing, you know, the Indy Dirt Race this week. I'm oh, hoping yeah. hoping that helps with attendance with Indy, even though the race will be a little bit earlier, like Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. But it should be good. A lot of cup drivers running. That's awesome. That's I'll, take, uh, I'll take Busher. That's all I got left. Busher is all you got left. This yeah. is the last race before we go. I haven't looked at the list, but I do have Jamie McMurray. Yeah, that's and I think McMurray will outrun Busher. I've got Austin Dillon, Ty Dillon, Jamie McMurray. I've got some options. Matt I've Kenseth. got Ty Dillon. You're not taking him though. Uh I got McMurray. Yeah. McMurray's the best one on your list. What is the score? Uh you're by three maybe. Oh, so it's either gonna be two or four. Feel pretty good if it's four. I had a bad stretch. Yeah. You can recover in the playoffs. AJ uh, AJ killed me at Sonoma. Yeah. That's where it really hurt me. That's a two two race swing. That's a thirty eighth, a nineteenth, a twenty eighth, a thirty ninth. That's not good. Yeah. You went six, eight, fourteen, eleven. Yeah, I'm not that's a bad <laughs> swing.
Indy's an awesome downtown. Yeah. The racetrack is iconic. I mean, it is iconic. It it's is cool. My my favorite thing about Indy, from a fan perspective, is if you buy a ticket, you can go in the infield and you can tool around and you yeah, can go to see all some the things. Stuff. Yeah. Most tracks charge you a hundred bucks to come to the infield if you don't have a camping spot. There's always that first cup car that comes down the front straightaway. Then it's out there by himself. It's you know usually in the morning something like that. You just just screaming. Yeah, and there. I mean, you're like. Wow, you're like, dang, he's moving. Bleachers you know? on both sides makes it sound like a drag strip. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a unique place. I wish we could find a package that was very um, indie carish where they could draft a little bit. And that package wasn't that good this year. Well, um, we lost, we started losing momentum with the tire debacle. Oh, that was ten laps and done. When that was, was crazy. What year was that? Dale Junior was already at Hendrick. Yeah, it had to be wasn't he? eight or nine or nine ish. Yeah, eight or nine. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. That's when we started losing momentum, and then yeah. F1 went there and had a tire debacle, you know. And then it's like the fans just said, "We're only going to support the hometown series." So I hope people come out. I hope yeah. the weather's good. I hope it's not hot for my sake. I don't really so care I saw about the y'all's. High, the I'm highest, tired of being hot. The high for one day is eighty. Perfect. Every other day is like 78, 76. That's Perfect. awesome. Usually, oh, India yeah. is so hot. Oh, you're telling us, Darlington, really? Man. Ooh, Sorry. Darlington was hot. I think oh, the yeah. track though is probably my least favorite to work at, just because logistics. Well, logistics, and they're like they're independent <laughs> tracks, so they are, they will do whatever they want. Yeah. If you don't, if they don't want you to park in a spot that says you can yeah. park there, they will not let you park there. The yellow shirts. Yellow shirts. Uh, I'm gonna buy me a yellow shirt and a whistle uh, when I retire. The whistles they have <laughs> are intense. And I'm going to go back and harass all y'all. All right. I'm going on that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. See y'all. Holla. Thank you. One man exalta. Have a good one. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.